passages sixty one through sixty five of reflections on the formation and distribution of wealth by anne robert jacques turgot translated by nicolas de condorcet this librivox recording is in the public domain sixty one subdivisions of the industrious stipendiary class in undertaking capitalists and simple workmen thus the whole class employed in supplying the different wants of society with an immense variety of works of industry is if i may speak thus subdivided into two classes the one of the undertakers manufacturers and masters all proprietors of large capitals which they avail themselves of by furnishing work to the other class composed of artificers destitute of any property but their hands who advance only their daily labor and receive no profits but their salaries sixty two another employment of capitals and advances towards undertakings of agriculture observations on the use and indispensable profits of capitals and undertakings of agriculture in speaking first of the placing of capitals in manufacturing enterprises i had in view to adduce a more striking example of the necessity and effect of large advances and of the course of their circulation but i have reversed the natural order which seemed to require that i should rather begin to speak of enterprises of agriculture which also can neither be performed nor extended nor afford any profit but by means of considerable advances it is the proprietors of great capitals who in order to make them productive in undertakings of agriculture take leases of lands and pay to the owners large rents taking on themselves the whole burthen of advances their case must necessarily be the same as that of the undertakers of manufactures like them they are obliged to make the first advances towards the undertaking to provide themselves with cattle horses utensils of husbandry to purchase the first seeds like them they must maintain and nourish their carters reapers threshers servants and labourers of every denomination who subsist only by their hands who advance only their labour and reap only their salaries like them they ought to have not only their capital i mean all their prior and annual advances returned but first a profit equal to the revenue they could have acquired with their capital exclusive of any fatigue secondly the salary and the price of their own trouble of their risk and their industry thirdly an emolument to enable them to replace the effects employed in their enterprise and the loss by waste cattle dying and utensils wearing out etc all which ought to be first charged on the productions of the earth the overplus will serve the cultivator to pay to the proprietor for the permission he has given him to make use of his field in the accomplishing of his enterprise that is the price of the leasehold the rent of the proprietor and the clear product for all that the land produces until reimbursement of the advances and profits of every kind to him that has made these advances cannot be looked upon as a revenue but only as a reimbursement of the expenses of the cultivation since if the cultivator could not obtain them he would be loath to risk his wealth and trouble in cultivating the field of another sixty three the competition between the capitalists undertakers of cultivation 
fixes the current price of leases of lands the competition between rich undertakers of cultivation fixes the current price of leases in proportion to the fertility of the soil and of the rate at which its productions are sold always according to the calculation which farmers make both of their expenditures and of the profits they ought to draw from their advances they cannot give to the owners more than the overplus but when the competition among them happens to be more animated they sometimes render him the whole overplus the proprietor leasing his land to him that offers the greatest rent sixty four the default of capitalists undertakers limits the cultivation of lands to a small extent when on the contrary there are no rich men that possess capitals large enough to embark in enterprises of agriculture when through the low rate of the productions of the earth or any other cause the crops are not sufficient to ensure to the undertakers besides the reimbursement of their capital emoluments adequate at least to those they would derive from their money by employing it in some other channel there are no farmers that offer to lease lands the proprietors are constrained to hire mercenaries or metayers which are equally unable to make any advances or duly to cultivate it the proprietor himself makes moderate advances which only produce him an indifferent revenue if the land happens to belong to an owner poor negligent and in debt to a widow or a minor it remains unmanured such is the principle of the difference i have observed between provinces where the lands are cultivated by opulent farmers as in normandy and the isle de france and those where they are cultivated only by indigent mercenaries as in limousin angoumois bourbonnais and several others sixty five subdivisions of the class of cultivators into undertakers or farmers and hired persons servants and day laborers hence it follows that the class of cultivators may be divided like that of manufacturers into two branches the one of undertakers or capitalists who make the advances the other of simple stipendiary workmen it results also that capitals alone can form and support great enterprises of agriculture that give to the lands an unvariable value if i may use the expression and that secure to the proprietors a revenue always equal and the largest possible end of passages sixty one through sixty five